This episode contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Third Paradigm. We are your hosts, Clarity and Nuance. Third Paradigm is a digital third place, which is where people practice the art of conversation. The hosts and guests come from all backgrounds and different ways of thinking. We at Third Paradigm will discuss ideas and facts and the facts of life with respect while pushing the envelope. Full disclaimer, hosts and guests will share their opinions. The opinions of our guests are strictly their own and do not represent the opinions of Third Paradigm. However, when we, the host, share facts, we will back them up with evidence. If we are wrong, we will make it right as soon as possible because we believe in practicing integrity. Welcome to Third Paradigm. So what is the topic for tonight? Our topic for tonight is our very special Valentine's Day episode on online dating. Ooh, very good. This is going to be a very good topic. I feel personally that online dating definitely doesn't get as much um, like focus as it really should. And especially after yeah. what we've gone through with 2020, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely become a standard for dating. So it's just how we date now as opposed to it being its own thing. And um, I don't think we discuss enough the dynamics of online dating versus how we are used to meeting people in person. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like this is definitely going to be a very in-depth conversation we're going to have tonight. Um, so as we always do for every episode, um, welcome our guests that we have here. Um, it looks like we have Candy, Christine, Tiffany, Hello. Carla, Emily, Anna, and Bosmaker. Welcome, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome, everyone. So our standard um, formatting that we usually do is we will ask a question directly to someone, and then we'll open it up to the floor. Um, this question should take about five minutes in total to answer. That's not five minutes per person. It's just five minutes in total. Um, when you are not speaking, can you please mute your mic so that we, we don't have any sound or anything while someone is speaking out of respect for each other? And when you answer a question, please um, announce your first name for the listeners so they know who is speaking. So with that being said, again, thank you everyone for taking the time out today for chatting with us on our episode. So what icebreaker do we have for the day? Oh. Uh, what icebreaker do we have for today? Um, let me double check. Let's, let's, let's look. Hmm. Um, we love throwing the most weirdest icebreakers at our guests, and we never tell them what uh, the icebreaker yes. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if we've asked this one question yet. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It's open to the floor. It's not a sandwich. Yes. No, it's not. Because because a sandwich is a top to bottom, not tech side. Well, I like that answer. When you think otherwise, you're a Satanist and Al Qaeda member. How about some sandwiches? <laughs> Does that not count? 
pizza and it got very philosophical very fast they asked the question is is pizza even a pie therefore if it's a pie then yes pineapple goes on pizza because you have a taco pie (laughs) so it's like very so i think sandwiches do not have uh, hot dogs in them Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I will have to say, though, I think a hot dog, dog is a sandwich. I'm sorry, what was the sandwich? Oh, I was going, this is Emily, and my opinion is a hot dog is a sandwich. Just for the sole fact that on one faithful camping trip, we had to use regular sandwich bread for buns because I accidentally left the buns at home. Ooh. I mean, I definitely had to do that. That's, so, that's, just, that's just poor planning. That's all that is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's totally poor planning. But it actually worked out really nice because we just cut the hot dogs in half long ways and laid them in between the breading with the condiments on either side. And that actually turned out to be a really oh, good yeah. sandwich. That's a really good idea. Hot dog sandwich, a bologna sandwich. Anyone? Anyone? Well, no, yeah. You shut your mouth, okay? Don't be thinking that evil is in the air. Don't disgrace baloney sandwiches like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love these answers. So thank you, everyone, for sharing your feedback. It is a very interesting way of looking at the sandwich. Note yourself, don't drink coffee while on this podcast. And if someone says something funny, you will spit it all over yourself. I, I literally spilled tea on the last episode, and I don't mean spilled tea as an in information. I literally spilled tea across my mouth. <laughs> so thank you everyone for sharing your perspectives on that one. So with that being said, we can get started. So Clarity, would you like to hit the first question? Sure. So and again, please make, sure, oh, sorry. And please make sure that again, just as a reminder, please mute your mic so that way we give respect to each of the uh, participants. Go ahead, Clarity. Sure, sure. Okay, so what are some of the apps or sites you use for online dating? And what's your go-to app or go-to site? And we'll shoot that one first to Emily. Hello. So I actually just looked up because I was interested in seeing how many sites there are. There, And I looked at, when I Googled it, there are over 15,000 different sites throughout the world that people can use for online dating. And I was like, man, I have only used two. Um, and my go-to, because I've heard a lot of people say, oh, like, I met my husband, my kids met their wife, um, I'm plenty of fish. So I am recently back in the dating pool after five years. So I was like, 
I'm going to try plenty of fish. There's no way I'm paying for anything yet. And it has been quite the interesting experience. Um, I do like, though, that if you don't like someone, you can block them on that site. And also, it has frequent reminders about their um, code of ethics and courtesy to other people. And they also do uh, picture verification. So you have to do like certain poses to like verify that you are that person. And then the same thing oh. goes for Tinder. Funny enough. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I wanted to play that left right game. So I went on Tinder and I haven't actually talked to anyone. But it's definitely something to do that's fun for passing the time. Yeah. It's fun to see you. It's, uh, I always find it interesting if you're on multiple sites seeing the same profile on different ones. And it's another way of, I guess, verifying to see if uh, people are who they say they are. And I will honestly say I have been worried because I work with the general public about running into maybe someone on the site that I may have blocked them coming into my work. So I'm like, thank goodness I have to wear a mask to work. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> All of my pictures are with me without a mask on. Nice. So one good thing about COVID, we have to wear masks at work. <laughs> and you mm -hmm. can, like, hide your face. <laughs> Sorry, that was off topic. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, way, way back in the day, else? it was like... What, 10 years ago when I met my husband, we met on Plenty of Fish, and they had no code of ethics. They had no verification of photos. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, have at it. Yeah, I think so, that's yeah. a new thing that a lot of yeah. sites do. And I wish they had had that back there, back then. That would have saved me a lot of hassle. Agreed. Anyone else have any other sites that they or apps that they uh, they use on a regular basis? Yep, it is okay. I have actually, got two minutes. Uh, hi, Tiffany. I actually use Facebook dating. It's apparently new and it's I feel safer than like plenty of fish and for me I've tried Tinder, Plenty of Fish and Meet Me and I've got creeps on there, but like Facebook, at least I can like delete the profile and call it good. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you for letting me know that because I've been, I saw that and I was thinking about um, trying it out. Oh, this is Emily, by the way. Yeah. I didn't know Facebook had that. It's yeah, really nice because Facebook. you can uh, share your profile. It, they only go by first names on there, so you don't have to share your last name. And But if you would want to share your main profile eventually to whoever you're talking to, you can. And it's a safer option in my view, I guess. Interesting. Hmm. That's really cool. I can dig that. I can definitely dig that. Well, I mean, I've been on a bunch of dating sites. Would you like to know how many? <laughs> What's your go-to? What's, What's your favorite one? 
Motherfucker, I don't know. Anything, I just go out there. Just, just, I mean, I go back to plenty of fish and okay, Cupid a lot. I mean, I just got on Facebook dating. I was on Tinder. I was on Bumble. I was on Black People Meet, some other shit. Some, I was all over the place, man. I was just swiping right wherever I could get it. <laughs> Which one have you had the most success with? Let's, let's mm. Oh, I, I guess I gotta say Hinge because I'm on that too. So Hinge, maybe. Hinge, okay. yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Mm the most positive. I always find it fascinating to wonder what the success rate of online dating is. Like I know we have a few people here that have met their husbands and their wives, which I think is awesome. Uh, I'm not one of those people. Okay. I've been striving white. I've been striving white since 1986. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been back in the dating pool two months, and beforehand, I feel you. I know exactly where you're coming from on that. Wow. Well, thank I you feel like I'm the rule, not the exception. Got <laughs> a question? By success, success rate. Um, are you talking going out on dates? Are you talking? Um, getting out of the way. Yeah. If that's yeah, what you're basically. looking for. All right. Well, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. You know, maybe go out on a date. But I mean. Yeah. I was trying to add up how many dates I had had in like five years. Oh my God. Oh. And I don't know if it was, you know, 50 50. <laughs> But most of the time, it was just like, you know what? I'm 40, and, you know, I'm in the prime of my life, so let's go. And it was like, okay, do you want to see me tomorrow? No. <laughs> Don't call me. I'm good. Good for you. You know, and then some people were like, you know, you hit it off right away. But mm. you never know. Can I ask an off-topic question? Go for it, Kay. So, what, is, what are people's opinions on um, intimacy on the first date? Basically, like, kissing, holding hands. Like, how do people feel about that? Feels good. Do it. Hey. Yes. Yeah, I think it depends entirely on um, the chemistry of the person that you're with. Less, and less to do with what you would do with anyone and more to do with what you would do with the individual person. I think it's definitely, exactly. like, yeah, it's dependent on, um, uh, Okay. So hey, get it how you live it. That's what I said. Get it how you but live it. I never, <laughs> ever dated before because I always been focused on college. So online dating is my first ever dating. And I don't know about your experiences, since we have a range of people listening and all that, but my experiences are zero. So, like, I don't feel comfortable with, like, meeting up with a person and automatically just hugging them, definitely due to COVID now. But I also want that intimacy of, like, being able to go to someone and talk to them and hug them. But then there's that fear of what if it's not right? 
This is a very good perspective because I know we have a question that we're going to ask specifically on that topic of the do's and don'ts. So, um, yeah, we're going to definitely circle back right around with that exact topic. So I love that question of like the do's and the don'ts. Can you do PDA on the first date? Yeah, that's definitely going to be something we're going to spend a little bit of time on. And I think that's going to be our question number four on this one. So, um, yeah. Um, so moving to the next question that we have, um, do you, did you have a positive or negative experiences associated with these platforms? I.e., did you have a great experience with one in particular or perhaps one site or app you won't use anymore because of a negative, a negative experience? And did this experience make you feel more or less likely to return to them? And I'm going to direct this question to Christine. Um, okay, so for me, it's both positive and negative. Um, it, it's positive because um, I usually meet, I don't usually meet people like as normal. So like it was nice to like meet people and find out their interests and um, just talk to someone, I guess. Um, it was negative because, um, I got guys who were intending on being serious, but then in the end, all they wanted was to use me and for attention. Um, but it was positive because I learned, I was very naive and very just had low self-esteem and low self-worth, but these experiences that I've had helped me grow a lot and helped me have more <clears throat> more self-esteem and more self-worth. And I'm definitely being careful now. And yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And I'm sorry you went through all of that. That's, that's not cool. Especially if people use people for like, they, like they, when they start treating people like a prop, that's really brutal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Um, we got about four minutes left on this, so it is now open to the floor. Please announce your first name when you answer. Emily and Christine, that is awesome that you are um, finding personal development through all this. I think that is amazing, and I love that you're finding your voice on what you do and don't want and what you will and won't put up with, because I have to say I'm, I'm having a similar experience. I'm finding what I'm, what my no's and yeses are, what I, like, what I won't put up with from them, like, guys being pervy, I immediately block them because I'm like, hey, no, um, that's not what I'm looking for, so... I always tell them, good luck, you're barking up the wrong tree, I'm blocking you out, goodbye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that can be hard. Ghostmaker, uh, my experience, uh, I don't know. My experience is a daunting, I guess, to say the least. It's more or less like I, I'm on there, I spend more time not getting matches than I am getting matches. Does that make sense? So like, it's a, it's like very okay. far in, it's very far in between. Like I can go months without even matching with nobody. 
or just I get, and I would just obliviously just write right to anybody, just like this is what happened. Just like doesn't see if anything pops up or nothing. I'm like, all right, well, I'll come back when life is better, I guess. <laughs> and I mean, but then sometimes I do meet people, um, but I can't say it's like I can't say it's either the connections there because I'm having I'm not meeting enough people. And I'm just leaning towards the person I am meeting first because it's just I'm not getting them any matches. Then somebody do finally match with me. I'm just like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Let me see what's happening. And then I just go for that. Or is it because I actually am interested in the person? So that's something I always have to figure out at some point in time in my life when I'm talking to them. Thank you. I'm uh, uh, back to Sean here. Um, I want to say a lot of the negative experiences that I've had through um, this online dating sites is no responses. Um, I'm okay with someone um, not being interested, but I would prefer to have, I don't know, like uh, any given response. If they're not interested, that's fine. As long as they just at least tell me other than just not saying anything at all. I find it's just a big waste of my time of just sending, initiating a conversation to begin with. Thank you, Sean, for sharing that. I definitely can feel that, my bruv. I can definitely feel that. Fantastic answers. Thank you all for sharing your responses and also being very open and vulnerable. Thank you. So. Uh, Clarity, would you like to take the next one? Yep. So, um, going into our third question here, um, is catfishing still a major concern or has enough time passed in the realm of online dating that we've learned our lesson? Are there, are some, are the, what are some steps we can take to making sure that the person that we're talking to is who they say they are? And we're going to direct that question to uh, Candy. All right. Um, I know things have changed a lot now, you know, present time with, you know, checking IDs and, you know, all that. Um, 10 years ago, even, God, 15 years ago now, um, that wasn't there. I was catfished and I still, it still makes my head reel. Um, met this guy. He was like the first real bad boy that I had met and things were, you know, we hit it off. We were hot and heavy. It was going on close to a year. Then I find out, you know, he took off with my car, dropped me off at work, never came back. So in my search to find my car or find him, I found out that his name was not his name and that he had absconded from parole and wow. yeah, this, you know, the police were looking for him Ooh. and in turn, they were looking for me and I had ended up talking to his sister and she's like, yeah, you need to call this detective. I'm like, Oh, great. And I'm like, I have no idea. You know, he said his name was, you know, Brian. I don't know, Brian. You know, 
It was a different name. Completely different name. Wow. And wow. yeah. You want to talk about feeling a fool. That was, I, it, like I said, it just still blows my mind. And then to think that I was, I was like that gullible. Okay, yeah, that's who you are. Never once thought to, to double check it. I'm like, yeah, this is going great. And then, boom. And to be fair, you, I mean, I think most people want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, especially in a dating well, yeah. situation. So definitely. I don't think you, you definitely don't blame yourself for like being gullible or, you know, something like that. It's, you know, you were, but yeah, they're like, you know, you're looking for love and someone took advantage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like, you know, he, I finally talked to him and I'm like, you know, he called me from jail. Like, I'm going to get him out now. No, I don't think so. Where's my car? Yeah. I need my fucking car. Found it wow. down in Detroit. It was covered in snow. Luckily, it didn't get towed because it got pulled over for drunk driving. Wow. And he oh, had wow. other priors. Yeah, he had other priors and he, they bounced him around the state to different prisons. And I said, you know, what the hell? I don't, you know, oh, but I love you. No, you don't. You love yourself. You don't love me. You, you know, yep. you like, you like the place to stay and the food and, you know, all that. But I look back on it now and I'm just like, we went to some really sketchy places. And I'm like, yeah, I just went along. Yeah, you get that hindsight yeah. of like seeing all the red flags popping up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, you know, I could have gone to jail harboring a fugitive. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, they uh, believed, my, <laughs> believed my story that I had no clue. I was just like, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't have told you anything. I don't, I know nothing about this guy. They're like, okay, we believe you. Thank you. I don't want to go to jail. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. So I guess, um, yeah, on the same vein with that question, um, like what were, what are some of the steps that you personally take now to like make sure that people are who they say they are? I mean, I know that obviously we kind of touched on um, some of these apps have like verification and stuff, but obviously from your perspective, like you having such a, you know, such an intense experience, what are some of the, some of the ways that you um, try to verify? Um, okay. So I, I make sure they have a Snapchat because that way they can, like, Snapchat has this thing where, um, where someone sends, like, a photo from a different time they took it or if they took it just recently. Like, if someone sends you a purple snap and it's purple, that means that they just took the photo. But if it's blue, that means, or if it's blue, it just shows up in your chat, not as a snap. And yeah, I would I would verify through that, make sure it's purple, so that they took the image, like they took it and not 
some fat right in things. real time. That's not from like their photo library. I like that Snapchat looks as a metadata. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine might, mine might be a little more fucked up because how I know it's fake is somebody messaging me first. <laughs> if I said if I get messaged first, it's either gonna be a link to a Snapchat to pay money or somebody offer me sex. Which is look, I get it. You gotta get yours, but that you know. Yeah, that's how that's how I rule it out. Like if it's too good to be true, it's usually too good to be true. That's that's what I go by. Because if you say, "Hey, how you doing?" Like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like, I know what this is. Block you, and I just go. <laughs> it's a bad system because it could it's be so the interesting. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I know that most women don't message first in most instances on a lot of sites, so that's actually kind of funny. It's like a kind of interesting way for guys to kind of verify. <laughs> wow, these are excellent responses. Thank you all for sharing that. And again, thank you so much, Candy, for being open with sharing that very, very heavy story with us. So yeah, thank you. Really awesome. Thank you very much. Um, moving to number four, um, so what are some insights, and this is actually going to echo a little bit of the question that I think it was Emily that posed earlier, so we can go deeper into that. Um, what is some insight you could give us into the do's and don'ts when you finally meet for the first time? Or how likely are you actually to meet up for dates? And this question I'm going to start off with Anna. All right, yeah. Um, so the do's and don'ts. Uh, even before you think of meeting somebody, I think you should have a video chat at the very least so you can see the person. Yes, yes, yes. That day, yeah, yeah. watch a movie with them or something. That's a good thing. Um, for my story, uh, before I met uh, up with my current husband after we had a long distance online dated for uh, almost two years because we were in different countries. Um, I had already talked to his cousins and his like mom. I had a, had a phone conversation very short with her because he was visiting her. So like I'd heard all these voices and knew and become friends with one of his cousins uh, because we, uh, I met him through online gaming and we were playing the same game together and his cousin was also playing that game. So I got to know people around him before I met him, which made me feel very safe to know that he was who he, does, uh, who he said he was. I had video chatted with him. So that's the thing I did before I met him. Uh, I, uh, uh, to the question with like um, intimacy on the first date, uh, I had known my uh, husband for a very long time and had gotten very close to him uh, emotionally before the first time I met him. So we kissed on the first uh, uh, date uh, and uh, like held hands and whatnot. Uh, we were very close to each other, but I would say don't, uh, kiss or be intimate if you haven't had a long time to get to know the person. I wish I could live by the same code. <laughs> I went out on our first day somebody 
it wouldn't. I wouldn't say it went sideways. It went in a very good way, but you know, I was just say we ended up having sex, whatever. Thank you for sharing those. Uh, the question is now open to the floor, and I do want to pose one little like add-on question to that. Because of the current state of the world right now and everything, do any of you feel that you should get tested for COVID before you meet the person for the first time? Yeah, I was going to ask the same yeah. question. Oh, yeah, definitely. You Emily, and make sure they do as well. Well, yeah, that's only fair. Can I tell my story real quick? No. Sure, we got we got no, a few more comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, quick note. Um, because of COVID and me being an essential worker, I, I haven't been tested myself because I have to answer screener, screener questions every day at work, but to keep me and the other person safe, um, because I do care about the people I do hang out with, um, we wear masks the whole time. Like, the other day I went on a date with someone and we got Taco Bell individually sat in our cars, had the windows rolled down next to each other, eating them dinner, and then after dinner, we put our masks on, got into his truck, and I felt like I was in high school again because we're sitting in a parking lot, completely empty, um, or empty-ish, as empty as a parking lot can get at night, um, and this was like 7 o'clock, and we were watching a movie, hanging out in the back seat, but it was completely platonic and just like cuddling with our masks on and it was a lot of fun and it was really fun to feel like I was back in high school hanging out in the Meyer parking lot. <laughs> it's so cute. I know, I love it. Can I share? I was going to say that's actually kind of a way of like verifying someone's identity too, like a test. If you're both like getting a test and like saying like, oh yeah, this, these are my results. Like, hey, that's another way of like verifying someone's identity. Not that they can't watch Anyways, but who is uh, just speaking? I, I agree. I agree. Who is just speaking? Oh, that was me. That was Carla. Okay. Okay. Uh, my my take is I my my opinion about um I don't really have an answer for the COVID one, but for the original question is mine is like different than most people I've ever heard because I'm I'm the opposite. I had a negative experience with someone who. I had known since fourth grade and we reconnected as adults and we got on so well online. We, we had great philosophical conversations and the long story short, when we met again in person, I was shocked. I was totally off put. We had no chemistry whatsoever. And I'm, you know, I knew what he looked like and I knew how tall he was and everything. So it's not like I felt like, Hey, he doesn't look like his pictures. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, it just wasn't there. And um, a friend of mine who I was, you know, sharing that story with years and years ago, she, she had a, a, a great one sentence sum up of this. She said, I feel the same way. I don't want to spend all this time finding out how much I have in common with someone online only to get in person and find out we have no chemistry. So I'm actually, since my preference would be do, dating the old-fashioned way, but I know that it's hard to do these days, and not even just COVID, but even before that, because everything is so, you know, it's the Internet age. Um, my thing is I would rather meet in person as soon as possible. I don't want to waste my time building up this online rapport and meet them in person and be like, 
his body odor is off-putting or his his teeth are really distracting or he's too grabby or his you know his body language is, is giving me red flags or I just physically we're just not a good match um and I don't just mean in the intimate sense but just in the day-to-day sense of you know they're you know and it's not just necessarily those you know basic surface characteristics it could just be you know the kind of hard to describe energetic stuff where it's like, I just, I'm just not feeling it with this person. So for me, I'm totally opposite. I don't want to talk to them online. I'll just be like, you know what? Let's meet up for coffee. We'll, we'll pick a neutral location um, and and just meet up for coffee. That's, you know, I'm not a person who gets in the car with a man on a first date or any of that. Um, we meet up for coffee and I find out if, you know, if, if being in the same room with you is appealing. <laughs> so that's me. I... I when I did online dating, I was like, no, we are not going to chat. We're not going to graduate. No, we're, we're going to we'll meet for coffee next Tuesday. Or, hey, today's Thursday, Saturday afternoon. Let's do this. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the same thing that happens to me when I meet people in person. Like, like online, I'm, I'm kind of vibing with them. When I meet them in person, I'm like, eh. I mean, yeah. it's it, it, it just like that. Yeah. Clarity, would you like to hit the next yeah. one? I would uh, uh, have something to add uh, since I have a personal uh, question about meeting up. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, it's really good to uh, meet the person and uh, uh, like get to know them that way. But uh, uh, being intimate on the first date, uh, I wouldn't do that if I had just met them and knew nothing about them uh, but had good chemistry, maybe. That's so, a really good yeah. perspective. Yeah, I think it differs for everyone, for sure. So, um, so kind of going into, let's go into the next one here. Um, we're going to be talking about ghosting. So we wanted to discuss where the line is for walking away. Is it appropriate in some instances to ghost and or walk away from someone without necessarily giving them like, uh, you know, an excuse of like, hey, I'm just not feeling it in this way and that way or the other. Or is it something that we should just never do? Is it like, uh, absolutely not, it's not appropriate. And uh, I think we were going to direct that one to uh, ghost. <laughs> That's just a coincidence right there. Okay. Um, do I think it's right to ghost people? No. Um, I've been ghosted a few times in my, and with online dating in general. And like when I've actually showed interest in the person, they just stop messaging me. But I think there can be a mutual ghosting system that goes on. Or you just, you or you both like you both kind of know without saying it. Like yeah, this is not going anywhere. And they all just both leave each other alone, kind of. So it's like, at some point, there's like a no harm, no foul in that area. But sometimes I'll be in a situation where I'm showing intense interest, and then all of a sudden it just stops. And I'm like, well, fuck. You just fucked me on that one. And then there I am starting all over again. Right. Yeah, like the conversation's allowed to die, kind of, on its own in some instances and I guess some people would consider that ghosting if there's no definitive um, ending and or shutting down of conversation we yeah. hear that sometimes but if anyone else um, wants to announce themselves and jump in for the answer here Emily yeah. Emily and 
I, I have ghosted people in the past. I have been ghosted. And being 33 years of age, I have come to the conclusion that everyone should be an adult and give people that closure. Like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. I just don't feel a connection with you. Um, I wish you the best of luck, though. Um, have fun and good luck with the rest of your life. Though there has been some instances, though, where I have tried to tell um, the people I were, was talking to um, that exact sentence, and they didn't get the hint. So after I said that, I decided I'm not responding anymore. I said what I needed to say. Basically, the guy from Mandalorian, I have spoken <laughs> and haven't <laughs> talked to that sense. But I guess you'd call that ghosting. But Yeah, and it's tough because it's, you know, what is, what is the definition for each individual person? You know, what is ghosting to them? You know, is it an actual conclusion of, you know, both parties, like, you know, saying goodbye and that's, that, that's when it's, you know, that's, that's when it's appropriate or when it's uh, cool to stop talking or if, you know, if you can not let the conversation naturally die, like we were talking about, it's interesting. You still got about three minutes on the question. So, um, I feel that it's never really appropriate to ghost anyone. Um, I think that there needs to be at least, uh, one message left to the other person indicating I'm not interested somewhere in that message. And, that's kind of the general farewell and after that i wouldn't really say that ghosting but i find it uh, incredibly rude and a giant waste of the other person's time to uh just not really give them that message and allowing them to think oh maybe that other person had a rough day or maybe it's a busy day and they just forgot about the message or something. So I yeah, need to send a message later. It's it's that initial stamp of, hey, I'm not interested, but good luck in the future sort of a message is what I deem to be appropriate. You know, uh, this yeah. goes maker. I feel you. I mean, because like, I'm even in a situation where I'm talking, I was talking to somebody. This is just recently. I was talking to somebody. We talked about like what we wanted from each other specifically and like i haven't really heard from her and i don't know if i should keep on texting her or if something's wrong or if she's not interested in no more and decides to take in and not text her anymore so I just, i'm just like it's a whole lot of stuff that comes in with that when you do get ghosted because you're not sure you're not you're not technically sure what's going on in that other person's life that's making it where they're not texting you back it could be anything you always you don't want it all you don't always want to assume that they don't want to talk to you no more so you go to another situation where it's hindering them from talking to you. Yeah, it's hard. I agree that. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Dated a guy for quite a while, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Ghosted. This went on, I don't know, at least a month, month and a half. Then. He calls, hey, what's up? What's up? None of your business now. Um, yeah. Said, why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why'd you ghost me? 
well, I didn't think I could give you what you needed. Okay, so you couldn't tell me? Well, can I come by? No, fuck you. No, you can't come by. You lost that. You lost that chance. Agreed. Yeah. Sounds like a yeah. like a modern day booty call. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that there's definitely a way of it's being considered. I think the general consensus seems to be um, it's you want to be considerate. You should be considerate of the other person's time, not just your own. And that's, I think, the problem with ghosting and why people have such um, such a hard, such harsh feelings about it. Hey, this is Sean here. Um, one thing that I tend to uh, send to the other person is, hey, if you're too busy or even if you're just not interested, I would accept a message uh, or a reply of, you saying that you're not interested and then I won't send you any more messages, but it's the fact that I'm not getting any uh, feedback is what makes me want to keep texting you. So what I like to do is just send them like a heads up message say, Hey, if you're not interested, I won't take offense. I like that. Emily. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I like that where it's like, hey, I need a heads up. Yes? No? Cool? No? Fine. Good luck. I like your uh, take on that, Sean. Absolutely. Nuance here. So thank you all for sharing those. And you're right. It is good to do some sort of a closure because you don't want to leave somebody hanging there because at the end of the day, that's someone's time. And in this day and age, you definitely don't be messing with people's emotions because... Um, yeah, it really fucks with your head. It does. And this is going to actually be a topic I'm going to probably post for another later episode, especially during LGBT month, because something I've noticed, I have a couple of friends of mine who are asexual and they've noticed a pattern where the minute they say they're ace, they get ghosted like almost 10 times out of 10. And it is really disheartening hearing all these stories where they don't even want to try to be, a, be friends with somebody. Um, so that's, all valid so thank you all for sharing that that was that was a really really good one right there um moving to number six I, oh uh no? sorry i i spoke up earlier but then other people like <laughs> uh i would just like to add that i think even if you're would want to ghost somebody because they turned uh offensive or if they uh like really just turned you off um in a very wrong way i think it will be even more important to say why you don't want to hear from them ever again because they did something really offensive and they should know it and that's the only way they'll learn if they, it gets pointed out because if you don't point out to people that they're being offensive they'll just think oh it's the other person's fault and mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with me it's all hard to be yeah. angry. You have to hold people accountable for being offensive. And you have to say, I, I'm sorry, that's just really offensive to me. Please don't contact me again. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Anna, for sharing that because that is something that I think we kind of always forget about, especially because it's in the online world and it's easy to just turn off the phone and walk away. So, right. yes, I completely agree on that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that one. That is a really very, very important 
um, perspective. Yeah, it also blends into our next question quite perfectly, actually. Yeah, it actually does. <laughs> um, so, are these sites responsible for policing bad behavior, harassment, derogatory language, and stalking? Or is it something you just have to deal with if you choose to use these platforms? Um, or is there a more or more of these sites should be doing, is there more that these sites should be doing to protect the users? And I'm going to direct this question to Tiffany. Okay. Hi, Tiffany. Uh, in my opinion, I think they should be able to, like, I have had harassment and I had unsolicited dick pics and such on these sites like plenty of fish and all that that i feel like the harassment that i constantly get they should be able to do something like if you report that person the platform should be able to take down that particular profile because it's kind of like you're supposed i get it's social media and it's also dating but if you're constantly getting these pictures like I was with this one particular guy, they should take responsibility because in their terms and conditions, it says if you you feel uncomfortable with this particular thing, please report and then block. But they don't really do anything other than have you block them. And this per person can continue to do this to other people. So I think for sure, they should be able to police these particular profiles that have these marks against them for these harassments because I don't feel comfortable going back on their platform if this person can still do it to other people. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, like, if they have so many blocks, they should be, like, reprimanded mm -hmm. by, like, eating mm -hmm. or, like, Instagram. It puts you on hiatus and you can't log back in for like yeah. four weeks. Yep, you're grounded. Hey, this is Sean. Um, as a pure, uh, computer programmer myself, it's relatively easy to just block or ban a profile by IP address. It's something that a website, you know, it's, it's not really too much of a hassle for them to actually do. Good idea. I mean, I, 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 I can't think of a show. Oh, you can go ahead. This is, oh, sorry. This is Anna. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, they should uh, get better at taking action when people report. Uh, it's not like uh, these uh, apps can uh, monitor your conversations because those are private, but if you block someone and report them, they should be able to maybe go through the uh, conversations after a block because then they can see the evidence. And if it's bad, they should be blocked, of course. Then that's way that's a way that they can take better action on it too if they see the evidence of stalking or being super offensive or pictures, things like that. This is Ghostmaker. Oh. oh, God. You want to go? Well, okay, I'll go. Well, this is no. Ghostmaker. Um, now, I can't speak too much harassment because I've never seen it on my end, but I do understand that it, it is there. So even when I'm on some dating profile, I look and read how they, like, what they describe what they want, and 
I describe, which leads me to believe that they are being harassment. So where on the one end, I can see where my end looks like I'm getting nothing, where on the other end, it, it could be a whole lot of harassment on that side. You know what I mean? That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah totally. I okay. think it's definitely okay. something that uh, women, women on sites definitely deal with more than men, for sure. Okay, ladies, I have a question for you. And the guys, too, if you want to. I don't know if it's happened to you or not. Um, you meet somebody new, you start texting. How soon after you start texting do the dick pics start coming? <laughs> I'm I'm to say, I don't mean to laugh. I know it's not funny, but it is such a, such a problem that it's almost hilariously it's bad. fucking hilarious. I'm sorry, but I have did I ask you? Okay, yes, yeah, I'm satisfied with them sending you a dick pic without even your consent. They just want to show off their dick. Exactly. Yeah. And, I'll and, here, and I will have to say, I have been completely upfront because I've gotten dick pics slammed before, or I call it dick bombs. And I automatically, as soon as I start texting someone, actually before I even give out my phone number, I'm like, all right, listen, I have guidelines. If you cannot follow these guidelines, I don't want to have to get a new number. I've had this number since high school, so there will be mm-hmm. no dick pics. If there are, you will be immediately blocked and reported yep. somehow. Or I will post your dick online and say, yeah. and put your your username out there. So I put a firm, like, no dick bombs. None. Will will be tolerated or allowed. Mm-hmm. So right. unfortunately, you have to threaten get it across, but sometimes you do have to be that harsh with, like, you know, your boundaries. Oh, yeah. It's just... And does that just, work? Comes out of nowhere. Emily, and I would honestly say this second round of going back into online dating after a five-year relationship, that has worked really well with fielding the people who just want to, like, send dick pics and sex all the time because mm-hmm. I'm not into that. I've never been into that, and I decided that, no, this is a hard line. I had a five-year relationship with someone, and we never sent any kind of nude photo ever, and I've just come to the conclusion that that's not what I want. So I like being able to put up that hard line, and that has been a really good filter on finding the person who's, like, serious about being a friend and hanging out versus someone who is just a horny fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I usually ask them, I'll say, you know, I know you sent something, you sent a picture, I'm assuming, but I can't make it out, it's so tiny. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it! Or I'll say, okay, that's hot. You want to see my soaking wet pussy? And they're like, yeah. So I saw them a picture of my cat right out of the bath. (laughs) That is amazing. You're a fucking bitch. I know. (laughs) Have a nice life. I, you know, I gotta have fun with it. You want to be an asshole? Okay, I can do it too. I am loving the yeah. answers. <laughs> I am so glad to that. That is amazing. Thank you. I just, I, You're I, most I, welcome. I just want to say, as a horny fucker, I do not send unsolicited dick pics. You should never do that, first off. All no. Right? 
You know what I'm saying? It should be consistent between two people. If you want that, you get that delivered in the mail, hot, fresh, and ready. But otherwise than that, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like any That's other intimacy to me. Oh, go ahead. Okay, sorry. I have a follow-up direct question for um, oh, what's your what's your tag, Ghostman? Ghostmaker. 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 Sorry, Ghostmaker. So, using the quote, calling yourself what? What'd you say? A horny? Horny fucker. A horny fucker. Yes. Do you up front like just say like let women know like hey, I'm interested in this. Are you interested in this too? And then continue the conversation? Um, well, see, I have a, a, a weird thing happening sometimes. Sometimes, like, when I am on dating sites, I am looking for somebody to talk to, but then at the same, at some point, my horniness overrides that, and then I'm just looking for something else. And I think that's when I have to step back from it because... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not swiping for the right reasons. I'm just swiping because I want to get some, and I want to like refocus my mind. And I, I, I know when it happens because I can tell when it happens. So I try to, um, if I do match with somebody, I try to like recenter myself, recenter my mind, get myself back focused into a proper mindset. So it's not all about sex in my brain because I know how I can get when I'm in that way, and I don't want to. I don't want to be in that mindset when I'm talking to somebody. And if, and, and if I don't, maybe if I don't feel a connection with them like that, I might try to, I might bring that up. Well, I don't see this working out between us. Maybe we can do something more physical. If that's something you're into, then we can just go our different ways, something like that. That is really cool. You're up at admirable that you have the self-awareness to recognize that. Yeah, that is yeah, very admirable. Hey, not all niggas know this stuff inside and out. I'm one of them. I know my stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was gonna say, I think the unsolicited dick pic is definitely it's it's just like any other form of intimacy, like when it comes to like sexting and stuff, and that consent matters. I think that's just that's the sum up that I wanted to add in at the very end. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, moving on to number seven. Thank you all again, and thanks for being honest with yourselves. Um, and being able to point out like the, the like all these different perspectives it's, in, it's incredible um moving to number seven um what is something you wish somebody had told you before you entered into online dating and any uh any hindsight observations that would have been helpful to you now and i'm going to direction the direct this one to carla thank you um I've been fascinated to listen to um, people's, especially people's opinions on ghosting. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm 41. The last time I did online dating, I was in my early 30s. Um, but I don't have much relationship experience because, um, like one of the other participants had mentioned, um, doing school and, and like the life building stuff. That I did that for a lot. Like I. I worked for a number of years and I went back to, you know, college as a non-traditional age student and blah, blah, blah. So I never really did much dating at all until my 30s. And so, ah, let me try this online thing. Um, so in my limited experience, I had been ghosted a lot. I thought that was how you do it. So if I didn't want to talk to somebody, I ghosted them. Because I, I had been ghosted by so many men that I thought that was how to do it. 
and then men would just like throw all kinds of venom at me and I'm like what the hell what's the double standard you guys do this to, to women and we just have to take it but yet if a woman doesn't do a man he freaks out but now that I've listened to I, I'm you know I, I I'm really glad I'm, I'm listening to what other people say about it because it's like okay in hindsight yes now I wish I had simply even just drop the one sentence like I'm just not feeling it <laughs> you know um but I was so naive and I, I knew so little about it that that was my only experience and I thought that was what you were supposed to do. I thought that was dignified that, oh, you know, I'm a non-confrontational person, so I will spare them the indignity of being rejected. That was how I saw it. Uh, and I realize now, obviously, that's incorrect, but fascinating looking back. Um, another thing is um, incels. I, uh, thankfully, I didn't have any encounters that went all the way to me being in straight up imminent physical danger but it did come close um i i it was kind of a gradual thing for me to to realize that there are certain men on there who are just straight up misogynist and um and and uh and and have just this, so much resentment for women and you know if you say something that you know to me, it seems conversational, like a disagreement, or oh, I'm I'm not I'm not into that or whatever, and then I just get this incredibly overblown and like really insulting and like venomous response, and I'm like, yeah, and you wonder why you're still single and you're still on here, and I had a number of conversations with people like that, and it took a while before like I realized who they were and what they were about, and I was all confused, like what the hell is this? You're on a dating site. Why don't you want to be nice to women? Why are you? You know, everything you're doing is so off-putting and so threatening. Um, um, and, and that was, and that's actually the reason why I developed my rule of, I want to see this person face-to-face, -face, look them in the eye, and not waste any of my time online when, you know, some, some insults are subtle. They build up to it. Others, it's just bland in your face. Some of them you can tell even by the picture. Um, and then others, it's, you know, it's, once they start talking, you're like, eh, this person's probably an insult. But others, it would, you know, there was this one I went on with for weeks, and then he just, it was like he just devolved. And I'm like, I've wasted a colossal amount of time talking to this person, and he sounds like, it, it, like he hates women. And, and it just, it comes out. Like, one, once you start asking certain questions or presenting certain opinions or, or disagreeing with him in any way, then all kinds of weird, it's like, where is this coming from? And it's just all these... What are some of the questions that you would ask them? Um, kind of pull it out of them. Basically, just kind of like about their experiences. Um, like, say, you know, if, if this didn't work out with, with a woman or a job or, or whatever, or, you know, like, or, or why are you online dating? Or, um, you know, I, I'm curious why you have that opinion. Or, hey, I'm, I'm a woman and I've never, like... This, or like the idea of people say playing games and I'm like what is games like what do you mean when you say play games and then they would just like go berserk and I'm just like thinking to myself I still don't get it like what what is this this obsession with game playing what is games I never got a good answer I don't know what games is I don't know what I don't have time for games even means so it was a lot of that kind of stuff ah you were questioning them and they didn't like the um, in that getting to yeah. know you question. Yeah. 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 Once I started to get, a, to get to know him more, 
they, it was almost like they thought they were being backed in a corner. It's like, dude, I'm just asking basic questions to get to know you. Yeah. Right. They got defensive yeah, so, when you're just trying to make conversation. Yeah. Or, or say, oh, that's interesting. I'm curious. How, how did you get to that opinion? Or they say something that's really derogatory about, um, there was this one man who he, he had children and, um, he, um, you know, I was talking with him, and and it's like when when I'm talking to somebody, I want to keep it focused on our conversation. I don't want to hear people complain about their previous, and that was that was another red flag when they would just start complaining about their previous and what they hated about all these other women. And I'm like, okay, so you had a bad experience, but I'm hearing a pattern here. The the, the particular adjectives that you're using about women, and the way you're and, and the fact that you can't just focus on your conversation with me. It's always these bitches or these, you know, or, or this woman who whatever, who scorned me or didn't like the fact that I had kids or who ghosted me or whatever. And they just, their responses would just be right. venomous. So anyway, I'm kind of rambling at this point. That's definitely a telltale. No, that's definitely a telltale sign is when you can hear the language that they're using to talk about the opposite sex. I think that's mm -hmm. a really good, like telltale sign that you're dealing with someone who you might not be interested in or that would um, yeah. help you to kind of navigate the dating realm. Yeah. Or, uh, so to shut them down sooner is what I would to not to have not been so naive. Like say if I had actually done my homework and asked some people, hey, before I go online, do you have any tips to keep me from wasting my time and putting myself in danger or wasting anyone else's time? Absolutely, and thank you for sharing that. Um, we're going to move to our very last question for the time. Um, but just on a side note, I almost feel like that's going to be a topic we I almost really want to make an entire episode on because before we move to the last question, just for the listeners so they understand, incel is basically a short term for involuntary involuntarily celibate, and it is one of the rising concerns that is existing significantly online where like exactly like Carla was mentioning they're predominantly mostly men um, and there's this it becomes quickly misogynistic and there's a bunch of pickup artists that have been popping up all over the internet lately that share really 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 problematic advice to young men on how to right. how to date a woman so that I feel very like it's misogynistic and derogatory towards the opposite sex Exactly. So on a side note, I would love to invite all of you back on for that episode if we do decide to go to that episode on dating advice in general, because that is something that I feel that with the digital age, there isn't enough information and honest information for, especially if they're very, very young, looking for advice from somebody. And because we're all online right now and everything, there's something called the dark internet, and that's a dangerous place to get into. So... Thank you for sharing your perspective, Carla. And now with the last question that we do have for our time to wrap it all up, and it is open to the floor, so please announce your name. How did you feel about sharing today? And name one thing that another guest said that touched you. Uh, hi, this is Anna. Uh, I would like to, like, uh, your point about the, uh, uh, getting into dangerous situations and uh, not knowing enough when you first start dating, I feel like that could be a responsibility of the app or the places where you go for online dating as well to have like 
are you new to this? A little page, because if they only have like five points that could help keep someone safe, I feel like that they should do that. That's like a very low bar to clear. Right, like an intro into dating. Yeah, when you first make your account, like just ask the account, is this your first experience? Uh, giving almost yeah, like a tutorial. Yeah, go, go for it. Uh, Emily here. I will have to say, because I just, I just started online dating at the beginning of January, um, I will say plenty of fish when I started my new profile on there, having not been on there for a while. They did have a page of, of that that you had to like skim, they had like two little pages for, to skim through of what is proper to do, what we recommend to do, don't give your phone number out right away, you know, ask the person some personal questions first before you meet in person. If you do meet in person, you know, make it a public place, make it a well-lit area, make sure someone knows that you're going there and that they have your number, your phone is charged. I really like that Plenty of Fish took the initiative to do that. They also have a have that easily accessible so if you are questioning it you can always go back to those pages and like Man, check yourself long enough. right when i first thought went on plenty of fish they did not have that so i thought that oh, was no, really they didn't. i met in a lot of dark <laughs> dark unlit places that i shouldn't have been but, right? I went to a lot of bars, and this is like pre oh, pre COVID, yeah. like four, like seven years ago. Yeah. Here, have a drink. I got you. I bought you a drink. Oh, thank you. Oh yeah, no, I follow basic bar rules when that when that happens. You get your own drink. You are handed it by the bartender, and mm-hmm. there is no leaving the drink. If you leave your drink, that is gone forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the one thing that I gather there is always a, a, a balance and a counterbalance coming to the whole situation where either you're interested in the person or you're not, either you're making matches or you're not. Um, there's always two sides to everything that's happening and not just one side. Although one side, you can only see it. You only can see the one side for you, what you're doing and can't see the opposite side for what they're, what they're going on with them. You know what I mean? Exactly. So uh, wrapping it up, does anyone else have any other um, feelings about sharing today or um, wanting to mention something that someone else brought up that you um, liked that was brought up or that touched you? Yeah, Tiffany. um, uh, Ghostmaker just said there's always two sides to every story. And that's a good point, but this is my little cue. Is I learned that there's actually three sides to every story. Your side, <laughs> their side, and the truth. So I Definitely. think it's a long way into online dating too, because eventually, if you do ghost someone, you'll always be, you know, that bad person in that view, and you might be the good person in your view. But the truth is, both you did wrong. And so I kind of learned not to ghost people when it's not appropriate. I agree with that, learning to be an adult and being able to say, 
I'm sorry, I'm just not feeling it. Let's both move on, let's have this closure. I really like Sean um, just saying one little statement, making sure, okay, we're closing this, cool. And I like the IT perspective that you brought to it, Sean. Yes, Sean, thank you for that one. I never even thought about that myself. Yeah, I'm digging that nigga. Thanks, man. Uh, this is Sean here. Um, sharing my online dating experience has made me feel vulnerable. This is actually a topic that I never, ever speak about in this great detail, even with my closest friends. And it's something that I just, I just don't like to even disclose on basically what online dating app or site I'm even using. I feel that it's just something I just don't really talk about. And another thing I like to point out is I feel that online dating is 10 times harder on women than men because when I go to meet up with someone, I feel I'm not overly concerned about my safety, whereas women, definitely need to consider safety precautions. I feel that they need to uh, look out for themselves a lot more than men. And I think that's kind of like a gender sort of issue. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's really important. It's, it's nice to see that, you know, the other gender recognizes that. Um, I think that's also something that can help to the more that other, I think the more that men know that that's an issue, the easier it should become for women to talk about it and uh, vice versa, being vulnerable about talking about this. Um, it's, I mean, it is, it's very personal, it's deeply personal, it's dating, it's relationships. So um, yeah, just, I want to thank everybody for sharing their perspectives today. Was there anything else that anyone wanted to add in really quick, wrapping it up? Candy here, I got one little cute story for you. I somewhat ghosted my husband on our first date. I was getting a tattoo and I completely forgot. Went out the next day, was awesome. Um, and we got married two and a half months later. Wow. That's funny. Wow. So, the same thing kind of happened to me too. Um, the first time I met my husband, uh, I got like uh, pushed away because I wasn't uh, supposed to like talk to him and his uh, friends or whatever. And uh, but afterwards, we like got to know each other, and <laughs> now we're married. And I've known him for twelve years, and we've been married for three, so it's going well now. Awesome! Aww. Awesome. Congratulations to both of you, married. Thank you. Good on you, yeah, 11, 11 years. Yeah, good on you. What, what game were you playing? Uh, it was a, it's not a World of Warcraft or anything. It's just a very unknown uh, uh, Asian game. <laughs> it's called Science of Fate, but yeah, it's so on the fringe. But it, it was fun. Cool. Christina, I think I saw you had something. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, I thought I was going to be a lot more cynical. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Girl, me too. 
I think it's easy to get um, a little cynical in online dating, especially if you go through it for a long time with no success or, um, or trouble, or if you do have trouble like really connecting with people on it, it can be very easy to get jaded. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So with that being said, thank you everyone for participating and again, being open and vulnerable and being yourselves. Again, we don't want to filter people on your experiences and your feelings and your perspectives. Um, so again, we want to, from all of us here at Third Paradigm, we want to thank you, Candy, Christine, Tiffany, Carla, Emily, Anna, Ghostmaker, and Sean. Ghostmaker! <laughs> for coming on. <laughs> for coming on to this episode and um taking yeah, the time thank you all so much thank you for having us yeah i appreciate that nigga. I'm there. thank you this episode should be released uh this coming wednesday so stay tuned and again thank you so much for being here today everyone yeah my pleasure it's a great experience it really yeah, was great. happy yeah. valentine's day I would like to add that the first time I met my husband was the day after Valentine's Day. So we missed it by a day after Aww. talking online for two and a half years. <laughs> Oh. I, I actually have a similar kind of story with um, my fiance. He proposed to me to he proposed to me in 2019 on Valentine's Day, and uh, we had only been talking for like five months, four or five months, all online or vis-a-vis like WhatsApp or video chatting, essentially. So. That's awesome. That is, that is cool. It is. For Valentine's Day, I'm going to want to die myself just to get myself undressed. That's what I'm going to do. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Bye. Steve.